0: Hello and welcome to Dateline New Haven on WNHH-FM, New Haven's home for community radio. It's Thursday and it's headlines and baselines. A day for looking at the latest headlines in the New Haven Independent. A little snarky or sappy gloss on what those headlines mean. And then music inspired by those headlines. Well, the big story in the New Haven Independent is the headline is Alder Sue's City for a $100 million. Troy Streeter is a newish alder in New Haven. He was, came in the midterm uh, last year to represent a part of a ward that stretched out across Dixwell and prospects and places. And he's uh, um, now got sworn in for a full term on Monday. On Tuesday, he filed a federal lawsuit against the city and he had a good reason for doing that. Troy is one of the men from New Haven who it turns out were locked up for years, in some cases, decades for crimes they either didn't commit or for which the government falsified evidence or had no basis to convict them. And we always knew that went on. You know, we started finding out about that in the 90s. There'd be occasional stories, then longer articles, exposés about outrageous cases you couldn't believe the police would like make up, even if in some cases it was crooked cops. In other cases, they would just like cut corners and it turned out they had no basis in the prosecutors would actually hide evidence that showed they didn't do it. And these people lost that case. Like that shocked people. So some of that went on and we wrote and read articles like that. And now it's been a flood. It turns out there's this reckoning taking place in New Haven for the last couple of years when a lot of people are being let out. And it turns out it was so widespread. Like I remember articles in the nineties, New Haven advocate about like the, the detective who would whisper in Spanish to a witness, what number to pick in a lineup, or there was a crooked cop who worked for a mob boss and framed someone for the murder of a politician to settle a drug debt. We knew those cases kind of happened, but it turned out, if you read there's a new newish book out, um, "Other Side of Prospect" by Nick's they about a case that goes deep into how endemic it was in the department that all these people participated in widespread framing of people who didn't commit the crime. No, know, reckoning with that. One way to reckon reckoning with it is the legal system. So Troy Shore has asked for $100 million. Some of that is is uh, damages to him. I mean, he lost 24 years of his life. And when you read this complaint, it just shocks you anew, even though you've heard these stories before, when they had no physical evidence, and they get these eyewitnesses, one of whom was a woman. They got to pretend that Troy Shore had this fight with, with the guy who was shot. And she had had her baby taken away and they threatened that she would never get her back and her life was destroyed and by the detectives. And it just makes, you know, you can't be cynical about it. You can't just say, oh, well, this happens all the time. It's just heart rendering. So I don't know what the right number is when people then sue because he's asking for some of the $100 million for what was taken away for 24 years, the prime of his life. But part of it, is why we have a tort system this is a civil lawsuit where we try to have an incentive for government not to repeat misdeeds harm so the idea is that if they're enough of these really expensive settlements maybe government have an incentive not to do it anymore one way we're doing the reckoning and then there's the personal story of how these people go on with their lives it's not easy right everyone reacts differently to what was taken away from how they Build their lives back, Troy Streeter is someone part of what he's doing is being an alder, representing his community. And I thought quite well. I really enjoy watching the work he does tied in with people in his district and how he cares about them. So I have a feeling I have I, I doubt he had this CD in prison or when he came out. But if he did, he would listen to this track from Marie Knight, because this is what he decided to do. This is what he decided. When he saw the system was so stacked against them, it took so long for him to get delayed justice. But some people then do pick it up and make something out of the time they got left. And they say, Lord, I feel like going on.
1: Lord, I feel like going on. I feel, Lord, like going on. I done come this far, and I don't find no fault, Lord, I feel like going on. Lord, I feel like going on. Oh, I feel like going on. I don't come this far, and I find no more. Lord, I feel, hey, that going on. Lord I feel like going on Oh I feel like going on Shouting on my way Every day, every day Lord I feel like going on I feel like going on yeah, I Feel like going on Sometimes I'm crying Crying on my way But I feel Like going on Said I feel Like going on Oh I feel Like going on Shining on my way for a brand new day, Lord, I feel like going on.
0: Lord, she feels like going on. Marine Night, WNHH headlines and baselines. She, uh, you know, obviously, see, this is an album that came out uh, a couple of decades ago. Actually, at this point, let us oh no, two thousand seven. Let us get together, Marine Night. It was a, a second stage to a career that had previously ended decades earlier, Marie Knight, as a gospel and a, a soul R&B singer. And she teamed up with uh, Larry Campbell, great guitarist and producer, to pay tribute to Reverend Gary Davis, the 1960s uh, blues folk revival guitarist. And what's interesting to me about, because so she's center stage Her singing is great, but the interaction between her and Larry Campbell, I find interesting and trying to mine both the tradition and something new out of Gary Davis's songs. It was interesting to me the meticulous guitar playing on that, that kind of finger-picking country blues-slash-gospel style that Gary Davis taught to a lot of next-generation folk artists and blues artists. And there's two ways of playing that kind of blues. One is a little messy. You know, you bend the notes a lot, but not just within a certain meter. It's the way you kind of inspired, or you kind of play dirty chords. You know, you kind of strums the couple on the low notes and bend them and don't stay within the time signature. And then there's a way, and that's sort of how that music, I think was often the country blues was done. And then the revivalists like Campbell kind of studied that music and then they played precisely. Like if you notice that finger picking, it's almost like, it's like the way Robert Johnson's songs when they were recorded, the blues guy from the 30s, 40s, when his songs got redone, they were done with sort of a faithful precision that I would argue doesn't capture the original goal or mode of playing that music, but that is also okay. Because it's also often done for recording, and it sounds good. And you shouldn't try to be the person whose music you're reviving, reinterpreting, you inspired by that person. So enough sermon on the music. There's headlines and bass lines, 103.5 m live, live streamed at newhavenindependent.org. We're talking about the latest headlines in New Haven Independent, some gloss, and then some music. Here's another headline from Nora Grace Flood. Cops get okay for new drones. We're getting a little bit into Dog Bites Man, territory of the Man back Dog with drones and surveillance cameras. I mean, as, as one public official I spoke to once said to me when I was saying how people are concerned about more and more cameras from the government, more and more drones. He says, you know, that's over privacy. Whatever you think about it, there are cameras everywhere. And it's not just government so we are living in a surveillance society and when the police got these tools now they have made more arrests of people who really did it. we talked previously about when there was no physical evidence there's a lot more physical evidence now that's a lot harder to tamper with and so it's the same with the drones people worried about the drones and you know i can see that but you know when you think about what they use them for for instance they can't chase these dirt bikes when people come in you know 50 of them from another city it's just tear up the road and cause mayhem not just the noise but you can run over people and instead of having chases that make it worse they can use drones to take a picture of the, what um what the license plate is and track up and i learned about another one today i guess something star where it's like a nerf gun if you're following a car the who let's say it's a stolen car and let's say some teenagers and let's say it's crowded time you don't want to have a chase but you don't want to you know you want to get them at some point The cops actually have this like Nerf gun built into their cars where you shoot it, it goes against the back of a car, and then it has a GPS symbol in it. I mean, system in it so they could just follow calmly and find the car and recover it at some point. But um, so it it turned out when Nora wrote the story, the city government, the board also was giving approval for the police department to upgrade the drones they already have because they break a lot, they get better at what they do. And the SWAT team, it turns out, uses this to. Negotiate with barricaded people if you can't know, otherwise reach them, and they get close. And there's a microphone in it, and a, and you can actually try to talk them out. And the the improved um the improved drones from Brink called Nemur two. They look kind of scary, like big insects from science fiction movie. They can get into more places. and They want two in the air in case one gets shot down at times. So it is what it is. And one thing, like John Gorka said, sometimes. You have to know that there are people who know everything that's going on in the town. And with the drones, people also know what the cops are doing. It's not just the cops knowing what we're doing. Like John Gorka sings in the song, I know where the cops hang out. I know from John Gorka.
2: I know where the cops hang out. When I come home late at night, so then I know when Crews are ticket flight. I know, I know, I know when the radios wrong, and when the weather man is jive, I've seen. The news. Still it's good to be alive. I know I know and I know that the church bells ring on the sundays in this town, and I know enough to come in nor the rain is pouring fast, and I know if you left me here i would be a poorer man this world with you is a place i understand i know
3: i know
2: know. know. And I know if I had my way, I would never end this ride. These hills, do if you need a place to hide, I know.
3: I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know.
2: I know.
0: He knows, John Gorka, sing the song he's probably best known for. Not that he's Mr. Famous, but he's been a touring and recording artist for, on folks set nationally for decades. And that's his best known song in honor of all the drones that the cops know about us. And we know about them because everyone but me has a drone. We can, so those of us who have a hard time just even getting on a platform and getting past the getting right data and not having your computer frozen and forgetting passwords really don't do well with drones. But everybody else, they know what's going on. Headlines and baselines, WNHHFM, Latest news from the New Haven Independent music inspired by it. Here's a headline, that a story that got a lot of attention this week. Pause urged on Union Avenue zoning. So we actually fixed that headline because I wrote it wrong the first time. Uh, Tom Breen wrote a story about, as usual, people have a lot of opinions in New Haven about what should be built where, especially near a train station. And for a lot of years, they're talking about what to build on a couple of the surface lots there. The idea is that the gate train is a gateway to the city. And a lot of people over in recent years have become interested in living near train stations. They call it transit-oriented development, I meaning you could build stuff near a train station. And uh, so they've been wanting to do that at a new station, our main train terminal. It's a really beautiful place. And that's stalled for years. Some of the stuff's getting going. And one reason it stalls is that we talk about it a lot, which, you know, in theory is not a bad idea. We should talk about stuff we made a lot of mistakes in planning and generations past, so the public ways in, but it can kind of go on forever sometimes. So they had a proposal now to change the zoning so you could build a lot of stuff on another one of those lots by Union Station. They want to be able to build a lot of apartments, stores underneath, maybe offices. So the city plan commission, we have all these layers of government. The Board of Alders can change the zoning, but first they has to go to the city plan commission for an opinion, then there are committee hearings, and that's okay, government, take a little while to hear everything. But at the city plan meeting, everyone said, yeah, we like tourism or development. And in other cities, they could go up in Metro North, for instance, Fairfield County. People are building these things. But are you sure so many people are going to want to live there? They said, well, we're not sure we're ready to say yes, go ahead with this. So they said no. Now, they couldn't stop it. It's just an advisory opinion. But they said, no, go back and talk to the public again. And while I love talking to the public, I think we overdo it sometimes with the meetings. I think sometimes when people who have really interesting things to say because they follow this stuff come out to meetings and then their opinion doesn't prevail, they start saying it's the process. We had to have more meetings. which means we have to keep going back to you, do what we think we should good, or we stop you from what might be the consensus of town on what to do. So there are really interesting minor points here too, like they have a zoning change they're proposing there that would allow businesses like poultry slaughtering and car repair that they're not really thinking about so you got to update that but they're also saying some people said you sure so many people would want to live near the trains you sure are not building it too dense at a time when we every other day are talking about there's not enough housing in new haven so now you want to build the housing they're saying you sure they're going to all that housing even though no one's going to build it unless there's the market and put their own money in and in other cities it's working so sometimes i think that while it's important we learn from the past and hear everybody out Sometimes we then just got to move, and because there's going to be more hearings anyway, we don't have to go back to the community. It's going to be more public hearings where the same 10 people show up. But in any case, what people don't realize is what the OJs realize is that people are going to be fine by the train station because when you live by the train station, then you get to see the love train.
1: Everybody, join in, join in, stop the train, train. the train. The all the poor niggers, join in, the, the ride, the, train. the ride, the train. The next stop that we make, we'll be in love. Tell all the folks to rush up and China, us to. So- Don't you know that it's time to get on board And let this train keep on riding, riding on
3: through. Well,
1: well, 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 there's no money. Come on, start the train. Don't need the no tickets, come on. Join, the ride this train, start the train. Train. All of your brothers over in Africa. Tell all the folks in Egypt. Please in <laughs> don't miss the train. At the state we shall. Of if you miss it, I feel sorry, sorry for you. brother
0: <laughs> Joy Star on, start a
1: Come
0: on, train. Come on, start start a the
1: the a love train. the on, start a the train.
3: the, the a just pray. I have to pray. Just pray. Yeah, pray. Just
1: pray. Just 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 pray.
3: Just pray. 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 Just pray.
0: The love train's coming. You could either build the apartments there and feel the love or just have meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. The OJs recorded that song, made it a hit. I actually had the honor once here on this show in the studio, Like one of the guys who played the keyboards, played the keyboards on that song for the OJs for years, toured around the world. Don Pearson, he came to live here a few years ago. And I said, you know, it's kind of hard to sing that love train chorus. He said, you're right. When the join hands, love train, love train. When the C chord goes to D, he said, there's something that I, I always felt like it was a good song, good hit, but that it was missing one part of musicality in that chorus. And he claimed to agree. I don't know. And he said that when he's going to, he's still going to be on tour stuff. He said, he's going to look at that chord, chain. So if you ever hear OJ's revival version of that live, or I just see if, There's a little tweak to make that song. But we do love the love train. That goes to Egypt and Africa, not just like the ones at Union Station that come from Philly or New York or Massachusetts. So hop on board the love train here at Headlines and Baselines, WNHHFM 103.5, live streams at newhavenindependent.org. Another New Haven Independent headline this week, $1 million snagged to unbury Coliseum Detritus. Okay, I'll explain that. That doesn't seem clear. The state has money to clean brownfields. That means pollution in the ground. So you can build new stuff on land that's you you no longer being used for what it used to be. So like in River Street, you have all these factories that aren't factories anymore, we want to use them for other stuff. You gotta get PCBs out, or what else? Metals, or in the ground. So kids could go for to play soccer, let's say, if it's a soccer place, or have a, a bar, uh, craft bar, brewery. They want to build a new Biosciences Tower. They're popping up all over New Haven. You know, we want 100 college, 101 college, I here in the Grapevine, there might be another right off the block at right? um, Plaza. And that's a builder named Carter Wynch Stanley, who's doing that hand-in-hand with Yale. And Yale sends all their researchers and lab people there, and people starting new companies, biotech companies, biosciences, filling up those buildings fast. So this builder came from the South. He did this in, in this kind of deal with higher ed, joint project in North Carolina. He says, I want, to, I want to be the next garden we're standing. There. I want to build of these here. So the old New Haven Coliseum was torn down. As you know, it's been a surface lot and a new project's going up there called Square Ten. And they're going up fast. If you go there, you'll see these apartments rising. It's going to be hundreds of apartments. But there was part of that land that this guy from North Carolina said, I'll buy that part, which he did, and I'll build a biosciences tower there. Now it's been almost a year and he hasn't got any tenants lined up or any financing to build it. But one thing has to do first is clean up what's under the ground. It's going to cost $3 million to do it. And the state said this week, the governor came on his birthday for a press conference, said, hey, we'll give you a million dollars as part of our brownfields. And that's good because you get hundreds of millions of dollars if it gets built. Pretty good deal. In this case, it's called brownfield, but it's not really that kind of pollution, the heavy metals, or well, the different kind of heavy metal, not heavy metal. It comes from a factory of the leach toxins. It was the heavy metal music at the Coliseum. They tore it down a lot of the old parking structure and arena I don't know if it's seats or walls, but it got blown up, got buried underground. I know a lot got carted away, but there's stuff under that ground from the old Coliseum. So now they're going to dig it up. So this guy, if he can get the money together, I hope he does, can build his tower. Um, the uh, This guy, it, it's just in our readers on Facebook, Colleen Van Tassel did a funny meme where she showed the pile of dirt there and put White Snake. You remember they were the kind of symbols, kind of loud screechy heavy metal bands that used to play at the coliseums and maybe they'll be found under there buried but we can't as with anything at the coliseum or the coliseum's ghost we can know that that million dollars will produce when they're digging it up as bob dylan and the bands sang on basement tapes a million dollar bash
4: well, that big, dumb blonde with her wheel gorged. Turtle, that friend of hers with his checks all forged. And his cheeks in a chunk with his cheese in the cash. They're all going to be there at that million dollar bash. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, we. It's that million dollar Everybody from right now to over there and back. The louder they come, the bigger they crack. Come now, sweet cream, don't forget to flash. We're all gonna meet at that million dollar bash. Ooh, baby, ooh, ooh, baby, ooh, it's that million dollar bash. Well, I took my counselor out to the barn. Silly Nellie was there. She told him yarn. To yarn. And along King Jones emptied the trash. Everybody went down to that million-dollar bash. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Ooh, see. It's that million-dollar bash. That I'm hitting it too hard. My stones won't take. I get up in the morning, but it's too early to wake. First it's hello, goodbye, then pushing and then crash. Well, we're all gonna make it at that million dollar bash. Ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby, ooh, wee. it's that million dollar well, I looked at my watch I looked at my wrist I punched myself in the face with my fist I took my potatoes down to me mashed And I made it on over that million dollar bash Ooh, baby Ooh, ooh baby Ooh, It's that million dollar bash
0: I took my potatoes out to be mashed. We're all going to be there. That million-dollar bash, that's Bob Dylan, the band, singing on basement tapes. I love the Free Association. Check my watch. My wrist Punch myself in the face with the fist and the million-dollar bash, and there's going to be a million-dollar bash that might be kind of heavy metal and clanking at the site of the old New Haven Coliseum where they're digging up the detritus and the ghosts are going to be escaping. Welcome to back to Headlines and Baselines on WNHHFM, fm Going over the latest headlines from New Haven Independent and the music it inspires. Here's one. $90 million in hand to start building, quote, Winchester Green, close quote. You don't just think of green. I guess that's the official color at Science Park. So That's a story about the fastest gentrifying part of New Haven. Really dramatic change in front of our eyes. Is where Henry and Munson meet at the border, Edgewood and Dixwell, up on uh, Highland and down Winchester Avenue, where the size Park. It used to be the Winchester Arms Factory, U.S. Repeating Arms. Later, it's called. At one point, up to eighteen thousand people worked there day and night, three shifts, twenty-four hours, whistle blowing every eight. And then, of course, the those jobs went away, and uh, some people say we don't make guns anymore. I'm, I just want to make sure people working. I don't know if they need making guns. And you know, it took a while, decades really, to build that place back up at Science Park where we hash high-tech te- uh, high companies, biotech, but also other kinds of tech. And now, after decades of that kind of stumbling along, the development of people coming to live there and maybe going places there is starting to emerge. Where there's enough, because you still can't fill the storefronts there except for fussy coffee. Um, Yet yeah, there are enough people, but people are going to start living there. Now there are something like four or five major projects to build hundreds of apartments each where there's nothing to tear down a old factory, a lot. You, if you looked at Munson Street to one Munson, that's already like a city in itself going up. Across the street, across Henry, that's going to have a little more affordable housing in it around this much market rate, but that's hundreds of apartments. You go up Henry to Highland, on uh, up to Munson, and there's an old factory that's just been decaying and looking like a horror movie set since the 80s or 70s. That's going to be apartments. And then this newest story that I was talking about there's a lot when you go on Winchester into Science Park, just a parking lot. And they're going to build 283 apartments there. They got the money in hand this week, unlike the guy at the Buy Science Tower is still digging out the dirt. They actually got $90 million to build this thing now. A developer named twining he's done a lot of his kind of tech oriented housing related housing in the boston area he's it's gonna be happening there folks and obviously everyone's hoping it's gonna not just be gentrification but have everybody involved in a community we like i'm not as concerned about like bringing new people somewhere because nothing was there so you have a community it's nice to have it be more diverse it's not gonna be exactly what it was before but it could still be something good. 57 of the 283 apartments will be for people earning an average of 50% of the area media income, meaning not all of them are going to be high-flying tech bros. That's why they, they got money from a lot of different places that $90 million. They got Goldman Sachs money. And they also got Glendower, which is the nonprofit arm of the Housing Authority, which uh, builds apartments and manages them well for working-class people. So while we definitely got to keep an eye on it, I definitely think it's a better alternative than old factories on polluted, empty land. But there's still that memory. He's got to remember that we can't be naive about what happens because when it comes down to it in the end, as Michelle Schock sings here, we all know who's really building stuff, and that is God is a real estate developer.
5: God is a real estate developer state developer with offices round the nation. They say one day he'll liquid his holdings up on high. I say it's all speculation. He may be an absentee landlord. Yeah, this may be a low rain of ice. Well, the roof may need repairs, but at least the floor is there. And the rent is not due till the first. So say one has plans for the Savior. Then the final Hail Mary Say Life is
3: a dance hall. That's why we've got all those little angels dancing round with me. <laughs> <laughs>
5: The Lord
3: Almighty
5: Limited And His Chosen elect Sit on the up on high development board quoting in the Bible as they hold The good book has a new look, I suspect One last dance for the Savior When final Hail Mary said Life is one dance hall That's why, why we've got all those little angels Dancing round with clean To one last dance for the Savior When final Hail Mary said it's a dance hall. That's why we've got all those little angels dancing around him.
3: Hey, yeah.
5: God is a real estate developer.
0: Save one last dance. When the final Hail Mary is said, because when God is a real estate developer, you know we're really sunk. And we might be getting there sooner than we think, but let's hope not. Headlines and baselines, that was Michelle shocked in honor of uh, the landlords. And here's a landlord who never fails to rile the people, the uh, serfs in the city, they feel is their plantation. And that's Yale University. They're buying up more and more property In and of itself isn't always bad, although they take it off the tax rolls. They want to control a bigger area from downtown out so they can attract more students here and professors and not have worrying about crime or what people look like or what kind of people. And obviously that's bad. There are good parts when they make the property better. But the the story that's been the most read on our site for quite a while now, the headline is Yaleys can stay, townies must go. And that's just Yale. It's the most obscene when they uh, they bought 57 Broadway that used to be Rhyme Records upstairs you know in Compton's and all that once in York Square just a building of Broadway as they buy more and more of the properties and they told the tenants there on the upper floors people living there that you if you're not from Yale we're going to kick you out this is downtown folks this isn't a dorm and they thought no one would notice but unfortunately if them nor Grace Flood did find these people and talk to them and and people were rightfully outraged I wonder if the coasters were outraged because you know when Ivy League schools act like God the real estate developer all you can see is poison Ivy
4: she comes on like a rose but everybody knows She'll get you in touch Now you can look, but you better not touch Poison Ivy Poison Ivy A late
1: at night while you're sleeping Poison Ivy, something
4: creeping around She's pretty as a daisy But look, I meant she's crazy She really do you win
1: now, if you let her get under your skin, poison ivy, of it, boys and Poison
3: ivy, yeah, yeah. A lady
1: might, while you're sleeping for the night, they keep on
3: creeping around, 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 around. They'll
4: make you it, and mumps will make you lump it, and chicken blossom
1: will make you jump and twitch. A carbon cola
4: a booyah, a whooping called a But poison the Lord will make you itch. You're going to need an ocean, a calamite lotion. You'll be scratching like a
3: hound.
4: The minute
1: you start to mess around. Poison I, eh, eh, poison I, eh, eh, a late at night
3: while you're sleeping, poor little avid kings are creeping around. Me will make you bump it, and mumps will make you lump it, and
1: chicken pops will make you jump and twitch. A common them cold, I pull you,
4: and open cough and cootie. Poison avid lord will make you itch. You call, I need an ocean. i have count, I'm out of lotion. You'll be scratching like a hound. The
1: minute you start to mess around Poison
4: out
1: Poison out Poison out Late at night While you're
3: sleeping for an addicts are creeping around ah, 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 ah. la 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 la, la, la.
0: We're gonna need an ocean of calamine lotion with all the poison ivy spreading around New Haven. Yale gobbling it up and making it theirs and not ours. Our city. Oh, Those the coasters. Maybe reacting, maybe not, since they recorded this in the last century to the headline Yale's can stay townies must go at fifty-seven Broadway. Rob McCormick, thanks for listening, Bob. Writes in Yale's controlling it all, and I'm not happy about what's going up where the coliseum was here's another headline that's just hot off the presses this morning although we're not presses taisha walker myers re-elected board president taisha walker myers is the new and continuing president of the board of Alders. important job legislature new haven has more power than it used to and they use it when they want to when they care about the issue taisha walker myers has a um was worked her way up Local 35 versus I think a dining hall worker, I'm not sure, and became a union steward, a union official, and then got in politics with the team of uh, labor-oriented Democrats who took over the Board of Alders with a majority in 2011. And since then, they've governed, and they've stuck with it. And this is the fifth term now, fifth-year term, that is going to be putting in the hours, going to all those hearings, going to all the meetings with the mayor, doing oversight considering bills, so I guess it's fair to say, as C.J. Chenier said, that she's here to stay.
6: The rains are falling and the sun's starting shining on your face. My heart felt stronger and my blues were gone without a train. I thought to myself, I want to feel and felt to have you near. I said by my heart because I know it's time for me to be sincere. Hey, I want to wait and I'll come on today. Yes, I'm back to stay. Your sweet loving keep me coming back for more But I know my heart could eat time is better than before I stare in your eye, I swear it's no surprise from how I feel. I knew that I didn't fight and I knew your love, I had to steal. Oh, I walked away and I've gone off today. Yeah, somebody to stay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I want to wait and i come off today. I guess I'm not
3: going
6: to say mm-hmm. I want to wait, but I'm back to stay. I walk away,
3: but I'm back
0: to stay. back. CJ Shaneer, the Zydeco King, or second generation. He was could walk away, but he's back to stay, just like Taisha Walker Myers, back to stay as president of the Board of Alders for a fifth term as reported here in the New Haven Independent and Headlines and baselines, WNHH-FM. Here's a headline this week. Jazz master Willie Ruff dies. He had quite a great life. He was 92 years old. Willie Ruff grew up in Alabama. He uh, went early in the army at 14, sucks me and became a musician. And he perfected the jazz French horn. Played a lot of instruments, but he was the guy who figured out how to make the French horn work for jazz. He got, it, he got to Yale on a graduate the music school, uh, graduate. He became a recording artist, a touring artist, and a Yale professor. He taught at Yale from 1971 until retiring in 2017. Made a real mark on the university and on the jazz world. He started an annual Duke Ellington Fellowship, had a lot of concerts there every year with prominent jazz musicians, trained people, he toured the world as a recording artist and a performer during the Cold War. He was a barrier breaker there. He was a partner with Dwight Mitchell. They had the Mitchell Ruff duo. That was a life well-lived. And uh, let's hear, you know, Babsar's obviously was saying, you know, Best Way of hate Tribute. Let's listen to some of his music. I love that idea. Um, he, uh, he and Dwight Mitchell went on the Today Show with Brian Gumble when Willie Ruff's book came out. He wrote a book about his life. And it's called The Call to Assembly. And they played stomping at the Savoy. Here's what the country listened to on the today show, and we'll hear it now in W H H.
3: The <laughs> book <laughs> No no. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, uh-huh. oh, uh-huh. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Accompanied by his longtime friend, Dwight Mitchell, Professor Willie Roth. Thank you.
0: Yes, thank you, Professor Willie Ruff. Thank you, Brian Gumbel. You're right. But doesn't sound like a French horn? It didn't sound like it was talking. It didn't sound like a, a live creature. A gentle. Had so much to say. Willie Ruff, a life well lived, a full life. Died at age of 92. Left behind a lot of music, a lot of teaching. Onward and upward. Well, speaking of onward and Upward, thank you for joining me for another edition of Headlines and Baselines on WNHHFM. Thanks to Harry Droz, the number one station manager in the business. We are so lucky to work with him. And he does such a great job keeping the station on the air together. We're gonna to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I Wish I Knew how it would feel to be free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. This is Paul Bass, inviting you to fly free with us all day, all night, and all weekend long. On WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio.